How's No Shave November going? It ended. Why? Because you have. I got to shave to go to the racetrack. Why? I still got to look like a kid. How are you supposed to pick up chicks at Arizona State without a beard? You got to tell NASCAR, hey, look, I'm trying to live my life here. Listen, I, I've i seen myself in the mirror trying to do No Shave November. It does not work out too good. If you could good. grow a beard, <laughs> would you grow a beard? I mean, over the off season, I would consider it, yes. Do it. But not during the regular season. You need to try. I tried and it's changed my life. I'm not going to cut my hair until February. You have no hair to February. cut, you idiot. No, I know, but it'll grow out. It'll be long. This much. Yeah. All right, you want to record a podcast? Yeah, let's do it. with one final race in the NASCAR season talking about racing. I was about to ask you if you were... Oh, first of all. Hey, guys, Jason Schultz here <laughs> along with Andrew Kerland. Say hey. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, what should the... Shouldn't we work the intro around our names? Like in the physical... Yeah, that's 2020. We're almost I there. I was going to ask you if you're ex- sad or excited that the season's ending. Then I thought about what I would say. And I'm kind of I'm excited to see it end and get a break. But I think by Christmas time, you're kind of ready for another race. Um, I'm I'm way more excited just because this is like what the anticipation has been building for all season long. You know, it's Miami week. I think you're, you have the wrong mentality if you're sad about the season ending because you're about to get the best finish possible with this championship race. So I'm I'm more excited than anything. Sad that it's going to be the last year we're going to get a good finish to the championship. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot that's still moving around. Obviously, we know it's going to be the same package and everything for Phoenix next year, but I think... NASCAR is smart. I've said this literally every week. It's not like they're going to sit on their hands and not do anything. Here's the thing about moving the championship race from Miami. What was wrong with Miami? No, I know. Like NASCAR makes changes sometimes because they have to. Then they make changes that they think are proactive, but are really just dumb. Like why put what put a wing on the race car? That sounds like a great idea. People will love that. Change the championship track from the absolute perfect location and setting and race for it to a totally different track just because they made upgrades to their facility, even though the racing's been trash for a couple of years now. Like, Yeah, no, I know. It It would not have been a good championship race if that was the case yesterday, but I still think um, there are lots of good things to take away from it. But I'm going to miss Miami um, so I, much. No, I 100% agree. Listen, I am thrilled over the moon for ISM Raceway. They have the chance to host this championship venue, bring the championship back to the West Coast, a new market. Back to the West Coast. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. To the West Coast um, and all that. But, and, and listen, I, get, I have everything to gain and nothing to lose from ISM Raceway being the championship. I get to go to media day. I get to wake up in my dorm room on the day of the championship and drive over to the racetrack. There's nothing wrong. Well, I guess it'll be an apartment next year, but regardless, I there's nothing to lose from ISM Raceway being the championship. With that said, I am going to desperately miss Miami. And I'm going to wish it was Miami because it is the best racetrack out there for the championship. No doubt. You look at this every single year, this format and Miami has been this important. We've had a different champion and a different winner. It does not play into anybody's hands. Like the, I think part of the reasoning for moving Miami was 
to not give any drivers a certain advantage, but we've seen different winners every single year this format has under been the place. championship four format there's not been a repeat champion kevin harvick 2014 kyle bush 2015 jimmy johnson 2016 martin truex jr 2017 joe gallon 2018 denny hamlin could win 2019 to make another go. winner exactly and there have been nine consecutive different race winners at miami too and why would like there's no lack of parity at miami everyone it's there's no one one driver dominates that track like Phoenix has pretty much become a Toyota. Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, they've had dominant performances of that track at times. Miami, it's no one. Like, Miami should stay the championship race. I think, do you think, here's the question for you. If Phoenix produces trash championship races for a couple of years, do you think NASCAR considers moving it back to Miami? I, I don't know how that's all going to play out, but the way I see it, I do not think this is the last year Miami hosts a championship race. Whether it's a couple years after ISM or they go somewhere else before coming back to Miami, I am very sure that eventually the championship race will return to Homestead. 100%. I totally hope that happens. And I feel, I hope Miami has the epic, most epic race weekend of history this weekend simply so people realize that they want to go check out miami next year once in march if they don't this year they've had such a good past where their resume is so good for the championship race it's perfect i even like the fact we go there once a year there's no spring race to prepare for the championship race but we're gonna get that next year yeah which i don't if that's a big negative i just want miami to be good enough so people still go to it in march even there's no championship championship on the line i just want the track to stay relevant and stay good and hopefully we hopefully can i love Miami. last thing on this because let's just preview this championship why complain about miami when we can enjoy it for one final year uh last thing yeah i guess you're right i talked to ross chastain on friday at phoenix and i asked him a question about miami in anticipation to him making it to Homestead, and he did, and he had some pretty bold and unfiltered statements about moving the championship race to Phoenix and um, his home track of Miami, so take a listen. If you execute at Phoenix, you go to Miami with a chance for the championship. How do you feel about that racetrack? Because it's so unique on the NASCAR circuit. It is. I can't believe they're taking the championship race away from it. I mean, I I love ISM, but my goodness... um, it's, that's pretty pretty bold. So uh, I'm glad we're getting to go run for, you know, uh, I get to run the truck race and the cup race there next weekend. Um, I, I like it. It's close to home. It's technically there in Daytona about equal. It's maybe a little closer to the house uh, by about 30 minutes. So um, we went there growing up as kids. Uh, I remember we would go over just for the truck race. I remember when John Wood qualified on the pole. Uh, for the truck race there, I was we walked up to the grandstands whenever he uh, he got the pole. So, um, you know, we're gonna go down there and try to uh, replicate what I watched growing up. There's a lot of fluidity about the schedule that's coming up in the next couple of years. Where do you think the best place for a championship track is? Should it be rotating? What do you think? Uh, no, Homestead. <laughs> uh, we are very spoiled that we have Homestead yeah. down south where it's warm, where we can have it for our final race. It, it brings out the best team, best driver, best race. Um, uh, I'm going to miss it, but um, it is what it is. They make the rules. We, we play by them, and uh, we'll come out here next year, hopefully, with a, sh- with a shot to win a Xfinity Championship. Thank you, Ross Chastain. You are my hero. He, I've never disagreed with anything he said. He's the best. Yeah, 
I gotta agree with him. Listen, I love ISM Raceway. They've done great stuff, but Miami, that's the best place for the championship race. All right, you want to give me a minute before we get into the championship race? Oh, we'll take a couple minutes to talk about different things from Phoenix, like how the cha- race went, played out, the championship four went out. But we'll keep our disagreement about, or maybe not disagreement, because you probably should agree with me, about the quality of racing. I'll say what I have to say. Package sucks. We knew that going in. No, pa- There was literally no passing. The PJ1 didn't even create passing. It created probably some more than would have had without the PJ1, but still didn't create that much passing. Drivers also, did run up there. I did see. Yeah. I was watching and I, up I, on top of Rattlesnake Hill. They used that. it on corner exit. Of course, that because of the package, because of the terrible tire, it probably helped a little bit. But that track that it's a short track that created passing before, now that it doesn't create passing, you're like, what the heck? Like, where did the passing go? It, this package eliminated completely. They misapplied the PJ1 because I think drivers would have used it more if it was, you know, properly applied. Um, Freddie Craft okay. is saying it didn't go on the apex of the corner. Like, they totally screwed it up, and that's another reason Yo, it was bad. Let me throw this one out there. I was watching on top of Rattlesnake Hill. This is where the PJ1 should have been. Should not been on the on higher Rattlesnake groove. Rattlesnake Hill? That's They should have put the PJ1 all the way down on that bottom apron. Because you see, like, especially during the Xfinity race, I clearly remember it was a restart. Austin Sindrick starts on, like, the first car in the second row on the inside. And he's, like, running basically close to the inside wall. I'm like, you got to put the PJ1 there. I don't think that really That appealed. would create some interesting racing. But I don't think they necessarily... I think they'll go down Because that's there. where the line kind of goes, but you, you lose, put it where you the lose line time is. on you exit, so put the PJ1 down there. That could create something. We shouldn't use it, but when you do use it, you don't put it where they already go. You put it where they don't go. If they already are racing down there, there's no point to put it down there. No, I'm talking lower. I know, but I'm saying that... No. I think it would have been good, but... Okay, so... Phoenix also was the lowest race of the season on Jeff Clark's poll, the third lowest race since he's been pulling, you know, a couple thousand fans every week about racing. So I was very, very disappointed with Phoenix. Nothing played out. Here's the thing on the NBC broadcast, too. They were trying to make up storylines the whole race. There was nothing. There was not enough happening throughout the race to keep, like, there wasn't, because guys weren't passing, guys weren't running close to each other. Just a bad race overall. But the only saving grace was a playoff drama. Pretend this race had no playoff drama. Like, what the heck? It would have been not fun. Like, nothing really happened. Joey Logano was running really well the first two stages and then completely screwed it up in the last stage. And Denny Hamlin went on to win, to, like, send Game 7 home run to get to the championship race. That was pretty awesome and pretty impressive That to was see. cool. Yeah, um, I was literally thinking the whole time, Kevin Harvick 2014, same situation, needed to win to advance. And that's why I think it, this is destiny. Hamlin's going to win the championship this year. But what I thought was interesting with the playoff drama, especially when that caution came out late in the race, you look at the top, I think it was the top four drivers. If each one of them won, it would have been a different scenario. I think it was Logano, Hamlin, Blaney, Kyle Busch, and then Truex. I think that well, was Logano the top was five. Not, Logano was not up front. He was a lot I thought there. Logano was leading. Logano was somewhere not, up there. Oh no, the no, it was, it was it was um, Blaney and Hamlin, I think, on the front row, the final mm. restart. I know Logano was up there. No, he wasn't. He was all like, "Oh, a lap you're down. right. You're right. I'm always right." Okay, so it was the top four, regardless. It was three then, because it was Hamlin. <laughs> well, maybe it was Blaney. Two. 
Make it was Hamlin, Blaney, Kyle Busch. Hamlin wins, he advances. Blaney wins, he advances. Kyle Busch wins, Logano advances. I thought that was fascinating to watch kind of but, the three different yeah. top three drivers have three different playoff scenarios. You don't always see that. Thank God we had some of that to make up for a terrible race. All right. Let's talk about the Xfinity Series a little bit because you have close ties to JRM. Justin Allgaier got his Woo! first one of the year, probably Justin, the best timing ever. Justin. Justin. I, uh, I talked to him after the race, and actually NBC quoted part of the interview of what Justin said, but Allgaier basically said, I'm tired of hearing about the big three. And you heard a speech from him at JRM. Was it the same kind of sentiment? Well, you got to set the context first. After every JRM victory, they have a beer toast with all the employees of the shop who get to drink a beer at work and celebrate the victory. Doesn't that sound cool? You can say yes. That's a, no other team celebrates like that. That sounds cool. Thank you. Unfortunately, JRM has not won many races this season, so Justin Allgaier's was my first beer toast with JRM. And they usually, you know, everyone grabs a beer, you stand around, listen to the crew chief talk for a little bit, and then Justin talks, and he was just animated and fired up. And he's like, I'm so sorry it's been such a tough season, but I'm so excited for this chance to win the championship. What better timing to win a race? And he's like, everyone's counting us out. Let's go prove them wrong. Like, let's go do it. And that mentality, I just love that. Like, he's got nothing to lose. He's been good at Miami before. He's been so close to the championship before. I know the other three drivers are really strong, but he's got nothing to lose. Let's go out and try to win a championship. Like, why not? Why not us? And that's Justin's mentality, and I absolutely love that. That's dangerous. I'm telling you right now. I, I hope he goes out and you destroys cannot, the top three. We... We failed miserably with marketing the big three last year in the Cup Series. And then, sure enough, big three and me, Joey Logano, spoils the whole party and goes on to win that championship. I'm telling you, you cannot count out Justin Allgaier. He's been there more than any of these drivers combined, I'm sure. Um, he... He's a serious, serious player in this championship. He's yeah. like th that guy who deserves a championship, but does not have one and he's a great person i'm yeah i'm he's the best forever person believe, in the garage. yes i forever believe this justin allgaier is officially my favorite person to talk to in the garage like if i had the choice between every single driver in a race weekend i could only talk to one of them be justin allgaier he is the best person ever i'm dreaming of ross chestnut winning the truck championship on friday and then justin allgaier winning the truck sorry the Xfinity Championship on Saturday. That'd be a dream weekend. That'd be good for the sport, for sure. Now, let's talk about Ross Chastain. Nine races that he missed at the beginning of the season because he just was not filed for points goes, yes, he missed the well, first I'm, nine he, truck races He didn't miss them as wise. he didn't compete, yeah. Yeah, he sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clarified. Um, good. The first nine races, he did not get points because he was still racing for the Xfinity Championship. Switches to Cup, I think it was like June 21st. He switches to the Truck Series points and, man, he's been lighting up ever since. You can't count him out any week, and I think honestly, he is a favorite for Miami. I think Brett Moffitt's a favorite because he's just been good all year. He won it last year, but I think Ross... And Ross also has, I don't think the equipment's as inferior to 
craft in and he's proven that that doesn't matter I know, though but it's something to note for miami so i hope i think he'll i don't think he's the favorite I brett moffitt didn't easily get it last year either he'd but fight gregson been, for the event for yeah, the win but moffitt i think is the favorite and he'll be the one to beat but i think ross will give him something give him a run for his money did you see denny hamlin's instagram story I'm the one that sent you Denny Hamlin's Instagram story. Andy right, doesn't listen, read any listen, messages you send anymore. This, you send, like, all the parts in, like, you send part three in Twitter. You send, like, part one in Instagram. And then you send, like, part two on our group chat text messages. I'm like, I can't piece these puzzles together. Hey, if I'm sending it, it's clearly important, worth your time. So you can check it out. So I'm just sitting <laughs> in the office. I never watch Instagram lives. I don't think that's something that Man, really that's so off. worth it, though. I but think I might screen record good, the whole thing. Yeah, when it's good, it's good. So Denny Hamlin and James Four are all in a van together. So imagine all the Final Four no, teams. No, not even in the van together. They're all sitting next to each other, yeah. which is crazy. And like the week before they're competing for the championship. I know, I couldn't imagine that. And so they're stuck in traffic in New York City, which is pretty typical. And Kyle Busch is like, I bet I could run to the place we're going faster than we could sit in this car. <laughs> so he literally gets out of the van and starts running to the place that they're going <laughs> with Denny Hamlin's videographer falling behind. Um, but then I think Kyle cheated at some point because they were saying that he would have had, no, no. had to run like a four minute mile, which no You way. know what it was? So the GPS, when you go on like the car route, it's five oh, miles, yeah. but yeah. he changed it to walking and it was yeah. only like a mile and a half. So yeah, that's why true. he got there so quick. So that was funny. Seeing that personality, that kind of content, I'm not sure if it was Denny's idea to like just get Instagram live out or his content creators guy or a PR person, but that, like that's good, fun stuff. Of course, you want to be talking about the championship race and stuff, but like having those guys interact in that kind of way, good. That's good probably content. my favorite moment this year. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was. I thought it was funny, and that's like the side of Kyle Busch you like never see. Like you talk about how competitive this guy is, but now we see it's like in everything. Like I bet I could beat you guys on foot racing the hotel. I just thought that was cool seeing that side of Kyle Busch. Come on, you can't. You have to admit you don't see that very often. Agreed championship weekend freaking love miami we're gonna talk about it a little bit um i'm gonna do some analysis is that a word first we'll make it one okay for championship four you listen you can react to these maybe i'll ask you some questions with it kevin harvick he has made every single championship four except one in 2016 how many has he won one. Can you believe that? That he's been in 15, 2015, 27, 2018. Three, he's lost three times in the championship four. Isn't that That's pretty crazy. crazy? And you know what's crazy is, obviously there can only be one champion, but you look at these four drivers, all of them should, are like, are worthy of winning this year's yeah. championship, but only one, like, can walk away as a true champion. I think that's crazy. One thing I think will be very different under this era of championship and playoffs in NASCAR compared to when Jimmy Johnson won his seventh straight, that it's so much more difficult to win the championship, and it's unpredictable. Like, you can have a great season like all four of these guys have had and then get to the championship and not have one. So, guys, I think whoever comes closest to tying the seven championship record or coming close to it it's gonna have to be super impressive because it is so hard to win a championship under this format kevin harvick should probably have i would probably like two or three championships at this point in his career based on his performance kyle bush same thing like two or three championships already denny hamlin probably should have or already have one and truex maybe one or two but like they've 
all right. have one except Denny Hamlin. It's just pretty crazy that we're going into this weekend. One of them could become a two-time champion or we could have another first-time champion. It's just pretty crazy to think about it that way. I agree. All right. Man, that's so weird. I'm not used to saying yeah. that. So Harvick, <laughs> are you surprised Harvick has not won the championship after winning the first year? Are you surprised he hasn't won one since? I literally thought after 14 and when he made it, in 2015, I'm like, man, Kevin Harvick's going to go back to back. He's yeah. going to do it in this format. I thought Kevin Harvick was the favorite for this format for a long time. Then you start thinking like, all right, Kyle Busch is going to start winning all these after he won 2015. He won 2015 yeah. And then you're like, all right, when's Truex coming? And then Johnson was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. And it's like, all right, Truex should be winning all these. And now it's like, it, I love it. It's so unpredictable. Um and it's so hard to win. I don't, I don't really know where I was going with that, but you it's kind of expect a favorite. Employee. You kind of. I look back and and our perceptions in 2014 are very different to this year, and I think actually we expected a little bit more consistency, but we haven't gotten that. And I think that's great. Consistency in what sense? Consistency in the sense that we're going to see back-to-back winners or a driver wins two championships yeah. in three years or stuff like that, but we have not seen any of that. Yeah, because when it, it's most surprising because we have seen the same three guys in Harvick, Truex, and Kyle Busch in consecutive championship fours. I think 27, 2018, it was those three, and then one different guy in 2017, the different guy was Kozlowski. 2018, it was Last five years, we've had five different yeah. champions. And then if you go even further back, I know Johnson won in 2013, but then you can go even further with Stewart in 11, Kozlowski, Johnson. Um, Harvick, Bush, Harvick, Johnson, Truex, Logano. I gotcha. Yeah. How many is that? A lot. Um, Yeah. I think it's like eight out of the last nine or something. Yeah. But whatever. And now Denny Hamlin looks poised to become another champion. Like, he seems like the favorite. And who do you think has the most wins among active drivers at Homestead? It's Denny, isn't it? With two? Harvick only won the year he won. Kyle Busch only won the year he won. Truex only won the year he won. Greg Biffle won a bunch at one point. Jimmy, I don't, I think Jimmy's only Boy. won once or twice. Because when he won in 16, yeah. Homestead was one of the few tracks that he had not won at. True. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Tamlin the most with two. Wins. Yep. So he's been, of course, the last round of the playoffs wasn't his greatest, but he still advanced. But I think he's a favorite at this point. Now, for the first time ever in the Cup Series Championship 4, Junior Motorsports did this in the Xfinity Series Championship 4, I think 26, no, 2017. Three cars from one organization are in the Final Four. That's crazy. a 75% chance a Gibbs car wins the championship. I bet Joe Gibbs like his, likes his odds, but do you think having to split equi- um, resources and equipment among three teams will ultimately hurt Gibbs more than it will help them over um, beat Harvick? Yeah, I um, I actually asked this that literal question to I gave Joe it to you. in Victory Lane, um, and basically his answer to me was that yeah. at the end of the day, and, and I think he was referring to Homestead, you're going to have four cars with four sponsors and four teams all going for the championship individually. That's what Joe Gibbs said. Now. Whether other people are saying they're going to share data or not, I think we're just going to have to wait and officially see it in Miami. But Joe thinks that they're going to be racing individually. 
Um, but at the end of the day, like you saw that with JRM, they still won the championship. So um, I think a Joe Gibbs racing car is going to win this championship. I agree. But the crew chiefs, here's the thing, which I think this makes more sense than what Joe said. Sorry, coach. That they're going to not change anything. If they're going to, of course, they probably won't share the intricate details that they each team figure. I don't think they do this naturally anyway. If they think, or each week anyway, where they find one really, I don't know, something to gain their car more speed. I don't think they're going to go over, hey, Colpern, guess what? On the 11 car, we found this thing. You should try that. I don't think they do that anyway. I don't think this was going to be any different, but now I think they definitely won't share those little details. But Danny Hamlin's crew chief said, we're going to do things exactly the way that we've been doing all season because we've been so good this year, so dominant. So why change things now when it's all online? Like, keep doing what you're doing. Probably won't be as openly sharing information, but we're not going to change our way just so we... That could ultimately hurt them more than it could help them. Yeah. Um, let's... Do you want to do predictions? I think yeah. we're going to agree on every single one of these predictions, so let's just do it quick. Okay. Um, I need to look at these four. All right, so the Truck Series, Stuart Friesen, Ross Chastain, Brett Moffitt, Matt Crafton. I think it's awesome Stuart Friesen's in the championship four. He was one of those guys where I've seen him last couple of years and be like, yes, he can make the championship four. I'm kind of happy to see he's finally getting there. I don't think he's going to win it. Um, out of this group, yes, Brett Moffitt. Like you, you said, could be the favorite, but I'm I'm sticking with Ross Chastain. Same next. I think I think he's going to do it. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on. NASCAR Xfinity Series. Not much debate there. Allgaier, Chris Bell, Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer. Who do you have out of those Justin. four? Duh. All right. So Justin's like my feel good. Like I want him to win. Um. There's I don't know. Truth to the. Being the underdog that no one sees coming and comes in. You're right. I mean, right I feel now. like the big three is going to bite right me in the now. butt again, and it's going to be big three of me and Allgaier. So, I mean, Allgaier, is, he's absolutely considered You're going to feel like an idiot if you don't pick him now, then he goes and wins it. I know. I'm in between Bell and Reddick. That's not Justin. Yeah, I know. It's not Justin. I'm in between Bell and Reddick. I, I think Tyler Reddick goes back-to-back. He's just... Out of those three, I've just he struck me as slightly better of them of the three. So I think, and he won last year. He he knows how to race Miami the way he won the championship. I'm going with Tyler Reddick. Remember how great it was. So we were both at Miami last year watching the championship races together. Remember how exciting that Xfinity championship race was to watch from the stands. It's nuts. It was, it crazy. was awesome. And you took your shoes off at one point and were like, "Did I?" Yeah, I don't know if I saw the Snapchats, <laughs> but it was like you would take your so- shoes off at one point, then you take your socks off, and you're just trying to be funny. But I was like, Andrew, this is weird. People are looking. And then hey, we saw Cole okay. Custer pit too, wait too long to pit, and then Tyler Reddick passed him on pit road, and we saw him digging, and it was just so that was such a fun race. Man, to watch. Tyler Reddick, and you could see him getting the wall like in person. Yeah. that's what. That's probably the best part about Miami is going up top. Here's the thing. When we eventually, because it's going to come, go to the composite body, that's when Miami needs to be reconsidered for the championship race. Like, seriously, again, reconsidered. Because now with the composite body we saw with Tyler Reddick last year, you can run the top with less consequences than the cup cars can. And I think that's phenomenal. I'm torn on that. We'll have to see when it comes. Okay. Uh, Let's go to the cup series. This is the big one. I think we're going to agree on this again. You want to say it on three? Three. Two. Two. 
One. Daniel Danny Hamlin. Ah, you say Harvick? Hamrick. You said Daniel Hamrick? Yep. Okay, who do you actually think is going to win? Daddy Hamlin. Yes, Woo. okay. Why? Yeah. Uh, man, I think or, this I don't, is... Don't tell me why, Hamlin. Tell me why not the other three. Well, all right. So I think there are two drivers that I will be torn between. I think it's Hamlin and Truex's championship to lose. Absolutely. Um, Kyle Busch, man, like, he didn't knock my socks off like you told us he would in the round of eight i don't think anything's gonna he change for miami phoenix yeah i know but not the performance that you hyped him up for and i think that's gonna continue at miami and then kevin harvick yeah i know he gets hot i know he won texas last year but i don't think at, at the end of the day hamlin is extremely hungry and it's one again it's like a feel thing it's kind of like you know 2017 you could just see it coming from miles away it was Truex's year to win um 15 it was the crazy underdog story um Kyle Busch misses half the season goes on and wins the championship this is just Denny Hamlin's destiny this year and I think that destiny is going to carry him all the way to the top podium um yeah I agree I just hope we have a really good championship race and it's exciting and lots happens and we have a compelling battle and it's not strung out and boring. I just hope it's a good race. I want a good one to end the season with a lot of guys battling for the championship and being close and all that stuff. Absolutely. We're going to get a good race. I'm feeling. I think we've had a couple or three, maybe bad races in a row, maybe four bad races in a row in the playoffs, which it's just not, it shouldn't have the playoffs. I hope Miami just is good because of that. Miami's great alone. This package is designed for night races mm-hmm. on mile and a half. I think this is going to be a great championship battle. I agree. You ready to go to Miami? Here's the thing. I'm, I want I, I was thinking about this today. You're going to Miami. We were both there last year. I it was cool to be there and be in person and experience it. But I still get such a bigger hype from watching a whether it's a Super Bowl or a big sporting event on TV and the hype and really? the energy built up. Like, I remember thinking, walking wow. on the parade in Miami, that this just seems like another race. This, there's nothing really as special. Not like to Day- me. Daytona 500, I felt something different. but Because you haven't watched Miami on TV in, like, years. I'm telling you, there's something special about TV that's different from the track. I really enjoy that part of it. I really enjoy that hype and that energy that I get from watching from afar. It's cool. It's cool to be there. But I'm telling you, there's something special about the, all the hype on TV, all the buildup, all the drama, all that stuff. Cause Man, more, I don't know. You're more glued into it on the TV. Of course, when we, we watched the race from the grandstands for most of the race last year, of course, we're less. You had I your actually scanner completely on. disagree. Yeah, here we go. I knew we couldn't go full show. I no, you had your scanner on. Of course, you're more in tune than I am. But like, you're not being shown exactly all the championship implications. Like I think TV you're is. way more focused at the track than you are watching. But there's TV. so much more to watch. You're not like exclude to what's happening in terms of the championship battle on tv that's all they're talking about that's all they're showing so you're more focused so you watch on that. i you're gonna I miss can't. i think you miss more. No, no, no 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 i actually when i'm when i've been there since 2015 i have watched that championship battle religiously in person but you're missing the all the information that tv's feeding you about it all the small details i can you, listen to tv 
But like I TV shows you, like they're zooming in, they're showing replays of guys on pit road or replays oh, of guys cares? going through the corners. But I'm I telling you, you're more. I will glued. sacrifice replays. You're more tuned in. That's why. I, I, I don't know. Hype, I think you're more tuned in at the track. No, the hype at the track was <laughs> not as much. Was not as great as I thought it would be. I was kind of underwhelmed by the whole championship hype at the track. I was like, really, this is it? Like, I wish it would be cooler. That's my observation from last year. I think Miami does a good job with the hype in person. I definitely would feel more hype being there than watching on TV. Absolutely. I just, TV has done it for me. And the days of Alan Bestwick and ESPN calling the races and how good they made it, like, it, those were the best. And I love watching You can listen to them, though. But I can listen to Rick Allen watching, and NBC the whole time. You, no, you can't disagree with being at the track. You, have, you can see anything. You can look anywhere you want to. You're not restrained to TV showing you what TV is going to show you. But when you're watching on TV, they're showing you what's going on, the most pressing moment of that time at the track on what's happening in the race. And so you're glued into what's happening there. You're kind of constantly being fed information about what's most pressing right at that moment. When you're at the track, you can look anywhere. Pretend you're not going to see, <laughs> pretend Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin are side by side, but then Harvick and Truex are running close together. You can't look at both of them at the same time. You're going to miss something. But on TV, you don't miss things. They capture everything. You, you got eyeballs for a reason. You listen you, to MRN, they feed you information, you watch it on track. That's you're how not you do catching it. everything that you're catching when you're oh only restrained to TV. I'm telling you, in person... <laughs> That's why, truthfully, this year I've gone to le- less races than I ever have this year, and I've enjoyed being at home, being having Twitter, having Facebook, having Instagram, having all these tools to follow along the race, the app, all that stuff. I enjoy and get Man, more, I feel more in tune with that way. It is so much better being at the race. That's crazy. I'm very surprised. Not in 2019, in 2010 maybe, but not in 2019 when you have so many I had a, tools. Okay, fine. I bet you would have had a great time at Phoenix. I would have thought the race the was better than it was because you were there. Here's the thing. I also thought the race, watching the race in person last year in Miami was not as good as previous championship races. I actually disagree with that, too. I thought it was very... You were just talking about how entertaining Tyler Reddick was. and The, the Xfinity, cup, I'm talking the cup. Cup race was good, too. Not as good as when I watched on TV. All right. Well, that's one year. Come on. But I'm the hype... You need to, not that you will stop going to a championship race, but just changing your perspective and watching it on TV once. You'll see, you'll see why it's different and why it's, I think it's better. It was cool to be there, but I'm saying I. It is so much better being at the track. I'm more hyped by by how TV covers it than than being at the track and having to like decipher myself. And there's the thing. It's we not were, that hard we were to sitting among, We were sitting among the fans, and it's like I don't think all of them are focused on everything. We're like the championship battle. We're focused on directly. Like we're into in the battle. But I don't think every single one of those fans is like constantly watching the championship battle. I think they're okay, kind of they can do what they want. But I'm saying on TV, you're all focused. Yeah, that's what you're all focused on. That's what TV because TV kind of dictates narrative. So they're telling you what to focus on, showing you the battles, showing what's going on. I was in MRN. They do a great job. They tell me what to focus on. I watch those battles. I could be zoned in for the longest time. But when something happens those in turn two at Miami, you're sitting in turn four and you can't see it. You're going to see it on TV and have a better understanding of what happens. Something happens in turn two. You hear Dave Moody scream at the top of his lungs, trouble turn two. 
everyone's head but looks towards that direction. It. It's not like you can rewind time and see what happens that caused that. You want to talk about replays? You know there were ISM Vision screens there to watch replays. Come on, you are. know that, Jason. But you if you wanted to in sit in the grandstands and, and watch the ISM Vision, they have the exact same feed as NBC. You know that. You're, so, all right, fine. Go to Miami, sit in the grandstands. You don't have to look at a single car all weekend. You can look at the ISM Vision screen, and they can show you everything you want. But you have both. You have both, but you're not constantly fit. Like, not everyone has a scanner in the stands. You're not constantly being monitoring what's happening. You don't even need a scanner. Fed you can have earplugs and look at the ISM their, Vision screen. Hearing what the crew chiefs are saying, hearing what the strategy is, hearing the spotters' calls. I'm, that's You're so fed crazy. way more on TV. Oh, wow. You learn more, you see more on TV. I cannot even visualize that perspective. I'm telling you, and if NASCAR wants to fix that problem, they'll make the at-track experience better than it is. Oh, man. That's crazy. All right. This is the same thing that football's having, all sports are having. You are way more, A, comfortable, tuned in, and everything from watching from the comforts of your own home because you have so many options of how to watch, how to consume, and being brought all that information versus at the track. The live experience is way better disagree i don't wow i'm telling okay. you there's that's, more that's so nuts in 2019 the experience of watching a sporting event on tv trumps being at the track being at a being at a race being at a football game <laughs> your thing is uh, you need to not go to a race and try to like consume it and you'll see it I've but you not go to been so to most races. races this year i'm saying like and the i can champion, tell you the at track is better i'm saying the champ like big race the championship daytona 500 like the Daytona 500, I like being there. It's fun being there in person. But growing up watching on TV and all the hype that's around it, and I just, to me, that's it's cool to be there. But I'm used to the TV, and I like the perspectives and all the information you're fed and all the angles you get. And the, the coverage is great. Like coverage is awesome compared to what it was 15 years right. ago. That's when I've, the, being at the I track have was watched better. it from that perspective though, because. I've sat in the media center and watched a fair amount of some of these races on TV with okay. my Twitter open and all that. And it, when I walk outside, totally, go on pit road or go in the grandstands, it's so much better, Jason. It's totally different watching in a big room with a bunch of monitors in the media center versus being on your couch with the TV in front of you, power to control the volume, power to listen <laughs> or rewind or fast forward and all that stuff to have such, have it all at the tips of your hands versus being in the media center. If you miss something like, oh, what Dale just say about that car? Now that's uh, gone forever. I can't rewind and watch it. At home, I can rewind and watch it, be following it along really closely and taking close notes and versus missing something <laughs> if you're at the track. The features you're talking about are so minute that I think you're missing the big picture. I think I'm telling you the at track experience is not 10 years ago, 15 years ago at the track for sure. Better 2019 you get, that's why people, that's a big reason why people don't go to the races anymore. Cause you can watch it on TV and not miss anything. You go to the race, you have to spend hundreds of dollars on tickets and concession stands and parking and money aside though, money aside, we're talking just experience here. At tracks way better. Track 20 years, 15 years ago, yes. 2019, no. Man, that's crazy. All right, let's wrap it up. I, that is probably the largest disagreement I think we have. I, I, we can put any other argument that we've had all podcast season long. This right here is probably the biggest disagreement we have. I am, I, I, I am astonished 
you think this. But let's not argue about it anymore. Where can we find you on Twitter, Jason? You need to follow me at HeyJasonSchultz and also not go to a race and experience it from home. Experience what a Miami, the hell are you doing? Experience a Miami from home and see what the difference is. Not that you will, but I'm just saying if you do. You got to pick one. You got to pick one between, oh, look at how crappy the grandstands look, or y'all should go to the race because the experience. You got to pick one, man. I never said y'all should go to the race because of the experience. Okay, you can't complain about the grandstands not being good and then tell people you should watch the race on TV instead. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not telling people that to watch the race on said. TV instead. I'm telling people that the reason they're not going to the race is because the coverage is on TV is so great. You don't need to go to the track anymore. That's a <laughs> right. fundamental sport. If you're tired sport, of this tomfoolery, you can follow me right at now. Andrew Curlin TV on Twitter. I will be at Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend covering the championship finale in person. I'm so excited to fly out to Homestead, Florida and cover the action live. Um... <laughs> And so I'll be tweeting, hopefully, um, since 2015, I've been able to get an interview with the champion of each series after the race, so I'm hoping to keep that streak alive, um, and hopefully we can celebrate a, a great season at the end of Homestead and um, put, a, put a great cap onto the end of 2019, so that's my hope. Hopefully we have an epic race and Justin Longire wins the Xfinity Championship. Amen. Yep. And then you're going to wish you were there. All right. Um, that's all we got for this week. We will, I guess, talk to you after the season. That's kind of weird. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next oh, week, but we'll talk season. to you after the season. Yeah. You want to disagree right. about that, too? The what? Yeah. What is there to disagree? That is literal facts. All right. I've, I've had it with Jason. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week.